He had rough hands yeah, and it, it felt like good. Blade Runner, you know, he just comes in and he's just like bold and there's yeah. pr- maybe a slap, you know, you never know. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a, okay, I'm on board with this. Yeah, she's, she's used to taking care of everybody else and being in charge. So she's, there's finally a man to take charge of her in the bedroom. Hey there, story fans. Welcome to Almost Plausible, the podcast where we take ordinary ideas and turn them into movies. I'm Thomas J. Brown, and here with me, as always, are Emily. Hey, guys. And F. Paul Shepard. Happy to be here. Today is a very special day for Almost Plausible, because for the first time on the podcast, we're joined by a special guest. He's a filmmaker and writer with a pretty cinematic backstory himself. It's Daniel Hess. Hey, thanks for having me. Daniel, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your experience with film and writing in particular. Yeah, so I've been in the film world since about 2012. I've worked on various short films that have gone on to win some awards at festivals. Cool. Started writing my first feature at the peak of 2020 with the pandemic and have just been working with a few indie filmmakers to help get some features off the ground at this point. Great. Well, we're excited to have you on the show. And Daniel, since you were the guest, you get to choose today's topic. What is our movie going to be about? So this week uh, will be about a brick. Solid choice. (laughs) (laughs) On every episode of Almost Plausible, we begin with a pitch session where each of us shares the ideas that we've come up with for the episode's topic, and then we'll pick the one we like the best and develop it into a story. Daniel, what are the pitches you came up with for a brick? Okay, so my first idea was using a brick as a visual metaphor for a crumbling relationship, like seeing like a piece of a brick from a house sort of just falling out of the place. And the house collapsing and it sort of being this whole relationship drama thing. My second idea is a brick is thrown through a window of a house. So like a kid or a young adult throwing a brick through a window of like an elderly neighbor or something like that as like uh, just acting up, but then ends up getting caught and there's community service with that person. And then it's sort of like this coming of age drama where it's like they they bond together and have this whole relationship and my third thought was a future sort of sci-fi film where like a brick is used as a murder weapon and it's this whole like mystery thing around it because like bricks are not used anymore in this future world so it sort of has like maybe like a blade runner type of feel to it like a future noir type of film that's a cool idea i like that one Of course, Emily likes that one. It's got a murderer in it. (laughs) All right, Shep, why don't you tell us what you have? I have a guy murdered by a brick who then haunts it as a ghost. I'm not joking. That is one that I wrote down. (laughs) Yes. Love it. (laughs) Yeah, so I was going through like brick stuff, bricks in media, bricks in songs, songs with bricks in the title, uh, movies or shows with bricks, and the themes of bricks and like the etymology of brick. Do you know where the word brick comes from? No. No enlighten us the word brick that we have now comes from like a germanic language so like middle dutch around then Mm. where it meant tile but it's derived from the verb to break oh interesting so it's the root of break so you take a big thing and you break it up into tiles that's where we get the word brick from so it sounds like break almost Mm -hmm. and when you break your phone you've bricked it right it's coming full circle and I thought that was really interesting. interesting. Yeah, that's, that's cool. really cool. 
So I had a pitch. Speaking of breaking things, there's an alien invasion. And we have Commander Brick Brickerson facing <laughs> off against the alien invasion. And he somehow bricks the alien fleet. I'm sure you could put a bunch of brick puns in there. If someone likes puns. Nobody likes puns. <laughs> <laughs> My final pitch was, a, so we had a person as a brick and we had breaking. So the last one was a brick as a person. So a brick that comes alive. So I was thinking like a golem or a person made of stone, perhaps named brick or nicknamed brick. I don't have much more than that. Just the possibility of a person that is a brick or brick that becomes a person. All right. Emily, what do you have? I bet she has a murder. Perhaps you'll have to wait and see. There might be both murder and ghosts among oh my, my gosh. Shock. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for my first pitch is a brick person, a person named Brick. Uh, he's a real salt of the earth type of man who becomes a hometown hero as he competes for a world strongman competition. He's a bricklayer by trade, so everyone calls him Brick Johnson. Brick because he's solid, strong, and dependable. And Johnson because it's his last name. Um, that's what I have for that. <laughs> what is the story? I mean, is it just, is it about the strongman competition or is it about Brick, the person? It's about Brick, the person competing in it and like how it's, it's one of those like split stories where you see both the town rooting for him and like they're invested in this win is because it's a win for everyone and then you see his story of him going as this small town hick guy who's just a bricklayer competing with all these you know it's rocky and no, i like it i like you know if he has low self-esteem and he doesn't think of himself as being strong right even though he is physically strong maybe he's emotionally or psychologically weak through, you know, the fault of some trauma in his past and like competing in the strongman competition is, you know, not only just an honor for the talent, but also him working through that. that, Yeah. uh, that, Yeah. Okay. So far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, second pitch is uh, very Tron-esque. I'm going to just kind of preface it with that. A young person is sucked into a video game system and the world of the game is falling apart and it's being systematically destroyed by a virus. The gamer can save the world by finding and replacing this golden brick, this Tetris-type piece, into the home structure of the game world. And we find out that the culprit behind the virus is a group of do-gooder moms known as Moms Against Gaming and Computers. (laughs) And that's all I have so far. I like that. That's good. Can we come up with like a a better acronym for the... No, (laughs) because I wanted it to be magic. (laughs) I did it Moms on against. Oh, I get it now. Magic. Uh, like I said, that one's very Tron-esque. <laughs> <laughs> you had me at Tron, which right? was the first yeah. thing that you yeah. said. So I was on board from the get-go. <laughs> I like the going into computer games stuff. I like Tron. I like Wreck-It Ralph. Mm-hmm. I think for Brick, it makes sense as well. I mean, bricks are a very common element in a lot of video games. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, video game bricks is like yeah. a thing. Yeah. And then here comes my ghost story. While restoring an old farmhouse, a young man finds mysterious markings on the bricks in the home's huge central hearth. But even more mysterious is one of those bricks is missing, breaking the intricate design. Later, while clearing out uh, the old on-site cemetery, he finds a gravestone with another mysterious pattern. He accidentally knocks it loose and finds the missing brick. He returns it to the hearth and opens a portal that releases an elemental spirit, which wrecks havoc over the property and in his life. So he has to find a way to retrap the elemental and uh, restore balance to the property and himself. 
How much of it is about bricks? Well, the brick is essential to releasing the elemental. And I was thinking it would be essential because that one brick was missing. So you have to find which is the right brick to close the portal to trap it back in. So I was going to make it super important. Okay. Uh, I've got a couple more. So the next one is a small town is having a ceremony to place the final brick on the new courthouse to find out there's a controversy over where the building was placed and um, part of the town is completely just unaware of what's going on. They're just excited about this fancy new building and this fun town picnic party thing. And another group knows the nefarious feelings behind getting this courthouse erected. And they're trying to tear down the building before the last brick is placed. Uh, and then my final one will be shocking to the two of you. <laughs> a seemingly normal, single, middle-aged, straight, cis white man is really a violent serial killer that uses a brick to bash in his victim's skulls. He then uses each brick to seal himself into the wall of his basement because it's the only way to stop the demon inside him. I'm shocked. There we go. <laughs> when he seals himself in, does he take with him a cask of Amontillado? Ah. Uh, no, oh, my God! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I, that's all I got for us. All right. Well, I don't have uh, very many. And what I have is very like uh, high level. There's not a lot of detail in mine. You'll be surprised to hear how original some of these are. My first, a brick from a building that burned down is haunted by a ghost that died in the fire. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Never heard that one before. Uh-huh. I was thinking the building could be either a theater or something like that. And the ghost could be a famous celebrity or something along those lines. Someone who was famous gets someone whose like career is dead and they need this as like a little boost to, you know. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. My next idea, a brick with a note on it crashes through someone's window and that starts the story. And ideally, the brick would be important later on as well. So like an elderly neighbors and <laughs> another, yeah, another very original story there. People sell bricks as fundraisers. So usually like a name will be etched into the brick and you'll see it in a pathway or something like that. So. That was just an idea that I had had or a concept that I knew about that I thought could make an interesting story if we fleshed that out. And my last idea is a guy who's building something large, like really big, like impossibly large, and he's building it out of bricks. So a wall or a path or a building or something along those lines. It's one of those, this guy must be nuts. Why is he doing this kind of projects? Just some dude somewhere building a thing and that's breathtaking in scale. So. It's a giant, it's the Great Wall of, it's twice as big as the Great Wall of China. He's just building right. it in the desert somewhere. Right, and right. And it's bonkers. Like but then the Huns come and the wall <laughs> stops them. So who's crazy now? Every time. All right, that's what I have. Is there a story that's immediately jumping out at anybody? I mean, I like the video game one. I thought that was interesting. I'm also surprised that, like, nobody... uh went like the next step to like that movie brick you know it's like a movie about somebody watching the movie brick <laughs> so it's a meta it's like a meta yeah i mean i like the movie brick it's a good movie yeah i agree brian johnson's <laughs> first film exactly yeah yeah i like the future sci-fi one with the brick as a murder weapon i like that one i think that one's really cool it's a cool idea the sort of anachronistic murder weapon mm -hmm. Like we're, so I'm assuming in this world, they don't have buildings made out of brick. Like those are all gone now. We just don't have that. It's steel or whatever. Yeah. So like, where did the brick come from? Where did they find it? Yeah, exactly. So is this going to be a mystery? Because we've tried to write mysteries in an hour before. <laughs> I like mysteries. I mean, that's how I, that's how I saw it. There's four of us this time. So maybe <laughs> we'll get through it faster. <laughs>
Well, and if we're going to try to tackle something that typically is very detail oriented, then maybe let's aim for fewer details. Try to take a higher view of the story. Yeah, we can do it flashlight style. Yeah. Okay, so this is, is this the one where we're gonna, that we're going to go with? The, the sooner we start, the more time we have. This is true. Let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's be decisive. Okay. <laughs> okay. So far, far future, because there aren't bricks anymore. It's like 2038. <laughs> oh, oh, not Hollywood's far future, actual far future. Oh, oh. Right. So when does our film take place? <laughs> Definitely well into the future. Like, well into the future. 22, 27, I don't know. We do 25, 25, and then we can get that awesome yes, song. Yes, the there. song. There you go. <laughs> I mean, there are brick buildings that exist today that are hundreds of years old, so it's this tough. This is true. It's going to be tough. Maybe it can't even be on Earth. Maybe it's, uh, you know, humanity has expanded to the stars, sure. and this is some other Oh, that planet. makes it even better, because that's definitely more believable. Yeah, because why is there a brick on this planet in the first place? There have never been bricks on this planet. Now right, it's even right. more of a mystery. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that. Well, the reason I was asking is I want whoever's investigating to have an android partner. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Now, is he short and green and kind of stocky? What? What are you referencing? The android robot for your phones. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. no, 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 no. Can it be like the Microsoft Assist guy, like Clippy? Clippy! <laughs> <gasps> we already did paperclip. I see you're investigating a murder. <laughs> How come we didn't have Clippy investigating a murder? I see that. Oh, man, that one writes itself. <laughs> I had Clippy as the murderer. That's why. Yeah. That's the twist. So is this a planet in our solar system or like way the hell off somewhere else? Well, obviously way the hell off somewhere else. It's another Goldilocks planet somewhere else. We finally reached interstellar. Well, I mean, we could colonize the upper atmosphere of Venus. Where the temperature is the right temperature and it's about the right pressure, it just has to be very high up, which raises the question, where did the brick come from? Because you literally couldn't have made it out of the earth of that planet because you can't reach it because it's way too hot down there. So if you're in a bunch of cloud cities, then everything there is stuff that you brought there. So someone brought a brick to Venus. It'd be interesting to see a scene where somebody's going through the you know, logs or something of various spaceship flights to Venus from Earth and looking for discrepancies in weight because there's clearly an undeclared piece of cargo. What's the significance of the brick to the murderer? Because if they brought it all the way to Venus, then it means something to them, right? Right. So so whoever got murdered perhaps got murdered for a reason, maybe something they did on Earth. Right. Perhaps they've murdered somebody or were the cause of a person's death. They didn't maintain their slum house uh, skyscraper building in New York and it eventually collapsed and killed a bunch of people. And this is a brick from that building. (laughs) And it's haunted by the ghost of one of the people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this sounds like a video game I want to play. So So we have the murderer and the victim and there's some sort of a connection there. We know we have the investigator and their android partner. Classic sci-fi staple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What other characters do we need? Oh, uh, an offic- a government official trying to quiet the investigation, not make it too public, too loud, too noticeable, because they don't want to ruin the reputation of this fancy settlement on Venus. Yeah. How did this brick get here? The security is clearly broken mm-hmm. if somebody can bring a brick and murder a person with it. 
this should never have happened. So yeah, there's some official who's trying to cover all this up or play it way down so that one, people aren't panicking and two, this sort of thing doesn't, nobody tries to attempt something like this again. Right. It was someone sneaking a brick into the Cloud City was the problem. Not the murder. Right. But the fact that they could. I mean, it's probably not the Cloud City's first murder, depending on how old the Cloud City is. No, but they haven't had one in a long time because they only let the right people in. Sure. Sort of Mm. a Gattaca situation. You got to go a little utopian with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Shake it up. Like all the dirty, violent people have been left on Earth. How does the investigator figure out who the murderer is? I mean, do they figure out the connection based off of the victim's past? Yes, they have to figure it out that way. And like the first part of the movie can just be the mystery of what the murder weapon was. Like maybe they don't have it. They just have like some clay residue on the victim and like the square shape in their skull, right? And they're like, what the fuck would do this? This is weird. And then somebody has to figure out, oh, it's a brick. Well, we don't have brick buildings and, you know. Or would the robot know that right away? The robot knows whatever you want it to know. Right. It's whatever's convenient for the plot. Why would you program the Android to know what a brick is? I mean, it has a database of information, I'm sure, but... Sure. Well, and it knows. Is it like Star Trek computer type robot? Is it data? Is it... Maybe the investigator shouldn't be there. He's not one of the Gattaca people. He's one of the slummy people, but he's a really good investigator. Not that he's a slummy person, but like he doesn't meet the upper crust type of clientele that whatever cloud corporation is looking for to populate Venus. But they need him because he's good at it. I was going to say, I like that because then it's like your audience surrogate, right? He's coming to this place for the first time, just like the audience is. Yeah, so Rich Cloud City only has those android detectives because there isn't a lot of crime and maybe there's cameras everywhere and people are always monitored. So things are easy to solve. And then this murder happens and they can't figure out how it happened. You know, their conclusion is it's impossible for this person to have been murdered. It makes no sense. So they they find this human detective and they bring him on board. That's why he's partnered with the android guy, because the android guy was the thing investigating the murder. And so it needs that human intuition to come in and go, oh, he was actually killed by a brick. What's a brick? Well, on Earth, they used to make buildings out of this clay material, which doesn't exist here. One of the things I really like about what you were just saying, Shep, is typically what we see is the lead investigator is the human and it's the android partner. And in this case, the lead investigator is the android and the human is the partner that tags along with them. Yep. Also, probably the victim was in Rich Cloud City under a different identity. Ooh, yeah. Trying to hide mm. from their crimes. Yeah. Ooh, there you so go. So that's an additional roadblock in the investigation is they can't make the connection between this, the victim and the building collapsing on Earth, if that's what it was. Right. Because it's this totally different name. So does the human investigator immediately recognize that it's a brick? Is he presented with the clay chunks that they pulled out of the victim's skull and understands right away? Oh, well, yeah. Look at the impact pattern. Look at this clay bits. Like There's like even a computer model of, of a brick, yeah. like a 3D <laughs> thing. Like it just appears to be some squarish rectangular made of clay matches nothing in our database. Clearly, this is a brick. The android is like, a what now? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think he could know what it is right away. That would make sense. That even could be maybe how he proves himself. Like yeah. the android is, thinks that this is bullshit. 
I, I'm so much smarter. I can think so much faster. I can process things so much more efficiently. Why are you bringing a human in here? I like that the android has those feelings that we typically yeah. see in human detectives <laughs> that are like, it has no soul. It doesn't know. <laughs> it's not emotional about it. It's just logical. It right. is inefficient to bring a human into this. And then the very first thing he does is immediately identifies what the mystery murder object is. And so the android is like, hmm. <laughs> so I feel like there are two main branches of the investigation. How did the murder weapon get to the cloud city and who is the murderer and why? Well, if you figure out one, then you figure out the other, obviously. So the brick, does it belong to the person, the head honcho? This is like a brick from a building that he built on Earth. He's like a big time real estate developer guy. He's the one that created Cloud City. And so he brought this brick from his original building that he built on Earth as a little memorial or a memento. Is he the murderer or is this a red herring? Could go either way. Yeah. So they know that it's a brick and they know that there is a brick on Cloud City. Well, I don't know that they would know that there was a brick on Cloud City, but it's a thing that could be discovered. Somehow. Oh, he could have hidden it. Because when he finds out that the murder weapon was a brick and he knows he has a brick, even though it's not the brick that was used in the murder, it's just another brick. There's like a display case of stuff and he takes it out of there and hides it. Right. But when they're in his office, they see the dust, little bits of clay that have fallen off of this brick that are just sort of sitting in the display case. And now the brick is missing. So obviously yeah. it was the murder weapon, even though it right. wasn't. Right. That's a great little tangent in an investigation. Yeah. Mm hmm. Who is the murderer? How did they get here? Obviously, the victim, we've decided, doesn't belong here. What do you mean the victim doesn't belong here? This is rich Cloud City. He's living here under an assumed name, but that's to hide from his crimes. He's mm -hmm. still rich, which is the most important thing. Yeah. Does he want to be in Cloud City or is he there because he's hiding from the warrant that's out for him on Earth? I think he wants to be there. I think that was kind of the goal of his life anyway. Okay. His plan was to just take on this new identity and just go about his life as if nothing had happened. Because in his opinion, nothing did happen. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing important happened. Nothing no. worth thinking about ever again. No, just a minor inconvenience to his paperwork. Yeah. And everybody wants to be in Rich Cloud City anyway. It's the perfect city, as they keep telling us over <laughs> and over again. It's the perfect city. Every citizen mm -hmm. is chosen specifically it's the, the damn high blimps flying around with the ads on them back on earth right or would they even advertise it it's a secret rich cloud city. <laughs> that's true yeah if you're rich enough to be there you already know about it right which is why the human detective has never heard of it when he gets the transfer paperwork for this investigation he's like there is no city with this name maybe he's sent to like a spaceport he's like thinks that he's going to be investigating something at the spaceport they're like okay here's your ride and he's like my what now <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> i like the idea that he thinks he's going to like the moon or mars one of the other colonies and then they're like well we're taking you to venus and he's like there there's no colony on venus you can't colonize venus like <laughs> oh, i figured there'd be lots of cities on venus this is just one of them but this is a, for the rich people because everyone okay. is exclusive i like the idea that this is far enough in the future that we've already fucked up mars <laughs> earth is fucked mars is fucked venus ah <laughs> so how does the murderer get to venus supply ship obviously they're also traveling under false identity that's the big reveal at the end you know poirot style are there support staff on venus who are not the rich people no they have androids for that yeah yeah it's gotta be the ai 
Mm, yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. But they do need regular deliveries of things. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you need resources that you just cannot get on Venus. So there are space truckers. I mean, should the murderer be somebody that's doing the delivery runs? Like, should it be like one person? Since it's so exclusive, is there like just one person who does that? And that could possibly be the person? I guess it depends how, how many supplies they need. True. Yeah. How big is the city? It's big enough to keep the gene pool fine and safe, but small enough to create that exclusivity. Are we going to say like size of a cruise ship? I'd say much bigger, much bigger. This is in the future and population has continued to grow. Mm. The top 1% are still going to be millions of people. Fair point. So two cruise ships is what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) At least five. Come on. So they probably have a bunch of people delivering stuff all the time then. Yeah. Are there people who hide out on these trucks, stowaways, who try to sneak into Cloud City? Sure, but they get caught all the time. Because like I said, there's monitoring cameras everywhere. So does this guy figure out if I hire somebody to take me under the city and I climb up through the trash chute, then I can get in? Because why would they monitor the trash chute? Why wouldn't they monitor the trash chute? Because we need a way for him to get in. Don't ruin this for me, Chef. <laughs> I think you've forgotten what I do here. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole reason I invited you to be on the show. So. <laughs> Look, if you're building an exclusive cloud city, security is going to be top of your mind. Right, right. So even the garbage ducts are going to be monitored. So they can't, they can only sneak it. in. Okay, go ahead. The um, medical staff. Yes, they have androids for everything, but they have to have some medical staff come in. And this killer, because the killer's not, they're just related to the person who died in the building. They weren't involved in the building. So this is like their little sister or something who is now a doctor or a nurse or something. And they've gotten onto the planet by legitimate means Mm, through a work program, like a nurse or something. And they've worked really hard to get this assignment to this place. Mm, I like that. Can we get like a love interest with that route? Like she's a nurse and then the detective is like one of the first people that he meets or something like that. And so it's like you'd never, ever think it would be her because, you know, you're like building. I absolutely think it's her if it's (laughs) it's a love interest in a mystery. I'm like, damn, that's the killer. Femme fatale. She's the killer. Every time. Yeah, you're right. I think we can do something similar where he ends up meeting or working closely with a woman there. They develop a bit of a relationship. He can't stay there, though. He is not a citizen of Cloud City. So the heartbreak comes when he is is forced to go back to Earth. True. And she's not going to leave Cloud City. Earth is basically unlivable. Right. So he's not from some other city on Venus that's not as exclusive. He's from Earth. Why are they bringing in a, de- I misunderstood. I thought that they were just bringing in a human detective because they didn't have one in that particular city. At the time that, that we were discussing it, I was thinking this was the only city on Venus. So Yeah. yeah. I kind of like the idea of it being the only city on Venus and being this like secret settlement. If they have the technology, why wouldn't other rich people make their own Venus cities? Well, this is the first one. People are waiting to see how this works out before they invest in in building other ones. Because Elon Musk invested in this one first and Jeff Bezos is still stuck on Mars. Uh, Those are good examples of billionaires that aren't waiting for the other billionaires to prove (laughs) that rockets work. (laughs) They're all competing to do the same thing. 
So I'd like it if there were a, a rich person's city on Venus and then that person went bankrupt. And so the city got sold off and mm. now it's populated and there's a bunch of people there. Idea. Yeah. And uh, there's lots of crime there. So lots of detectives. So when they need a detective that handles murders, that's where they go to. All right. It sounds like we've got a pretty good start for our, our and actually a decent amount of progress as well for our story here. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we will figure out the rest of our story for a brick. All right, we are back. We have Daniel Hess joining us still. How are you hanging in there, Dan? Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you had a good story seed because I know I'm entertained and this so far seems like a movie I would want to watch. Uh, one thing we still need to figure out, though, is who is the murderer? I like the red herring because I like red herrings in mysteries where it could have been like the doctor who is the love interest of mm -hmm. the detective, the human detective. But it can't be her because yeah. sure. that's done too many times. So who is it? It's someone else that must appear at least to be in rich Cloud City legitimately. Because, like I said, they'd be monitoring everything everywhere all the time. So it can't be a trucker that's sneaking in. It can't be someone coming through the garbage chute. I was just thinking maybe if we figure out how the brick got there, that might lead to something. I could see somebody doing some sort of a black market order for a brick that gets brought in on a shipment. What do they need the brick for? To murder. <laughs> Solely for murder. Yeah, it's symbolic. Okay. But yeah, I could see a black market for things like bricks of heroin or whatever, and also just a brick. So in that case, I think we have to decide what are some of the rules of this community. You know, we know... Well, no bricks are allowed, and... Uh... <laughs> Specifically no bricks. It's just a giant HOA, right? Yeah, it's, it's functionally it's a giant HOA in <laughs> space, on Venus, I guess, not in space. Yeah. So what are some of the community standards that the Android cops are used to busting people on? You know, like your music was too loud. Your cat got out. Right. It's probably more code enforcement than actual crimes. Right. Yeah. They strictly. Yeah. Which is why I think they'd have to bring a human cop in from Earth because the other Venus communities would just be different code enforcements, not crimes. Unless it came from the one I suggested. Oh, yeah. Where, the disfunct one. Yeah. So what are we figuring out right now? Uh, let's figure out some community standards that they practice by so that we know what the black market is. I mean, I think there are probably no weapons. Yeah. Okay. But what about the underground fighting ring? <laughs> Fists. I want to hunt people for sport. Do that on Mars. What about like animals? Are they allowed to have animals? Because animals are just a big mess, but they're also cute and cuddly. They're cute and cuddly, but resources are limited. Yeah. So, so I, could, I could imagine the rule is no pets, and the actuality is lots of pets. Right. <laughs> yeah, so there's a black market for pets. You know, that's establishing this black market of like, okay, obviously there's some, you can get things on the sly here easily. Mm -hmm. Right. So if there is a black market for pets, how come the android police have not shut it down? Well, because the android lieutenant is dirty and he's taking bribes. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I imagine that the android police do what they're programmed to do. Yeah. They used to enforce it, but it got overwhelming. So they just took that one off the list. Of or somebody reprogrammed them. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It was just, it was too much. Or they didn't reprogram them to ignore that rule because that would get 
caught, they reprogrammed to ignore a certain location in the city. So they just, they aren't even aware that they don't patrol this area. Mm. Yeah. So they just know these animals keep appearing and they have no idea why. Well, the animals are kept securely indoors in mansions, wherever. Mm. Okay. They're hidden away. If you get caught, you get in trouble. Right. You don't take your dog for a walk. Right. If you do, your dog ends up over the side. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It's very strict code enforcement. I mean, I like the idea of the neutral territory place, right? Where the, the robots or the AI is not monitoring, because then that would obviously leave that rife for an easy murder because they would know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But also, it's a place that the human would identify immediately. If they know where everyone's patrolling, they're like, this is a spot that nobody's patrolling. Yeah. Like, and what's how this? come? Yeah. Whereas the androids are programmed to not notice that. Again, the human is showing their value. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's really good. So is the person murdered in that location? No, they're murdered in their home. Don't you think you'd want to be personal like that? Because how are they going to get him to that location? Hmm. I mean, that's where the black market is. So people are going down there for stuff all the time. Yeah. But if he is murdered there, how come the android cops can investigate it, but also don't go to that area. It's just they just don't patrol that area. If somebody calls and is like, yo, there's a body here. Can you come check it out? It's not like they're like, but that doesn't exist at all. Okay. They're aware that that area exists. It's just that they've been programmed to not notice that no one is ever patrolling that spot. Oh, that could be a way that they find out or the human finds out is they wanted to canvas the area or talk to people or whatever. And the the human's like, next time someone's patrolling there, let's go along and ask questions. And they're like, okay, we'll schedule that. And then it doesn't come up. And then he realizes, hey, it's been a couple of days. What the heck is going on here? Mm-hmm. He could even ask to talk to the android officers that were on patrol in that area that night. And they check and nobody was assigned to that area. And it turns out nobody is ever assigned to that area. Yep. Oh, that could be part of the uh, corruption piece with the government official wanting to keep things quiet because you want to have that ability to one up your neighbor. Right. So the black market service that sort of need at the same time. So he he knows that he's behind programming them not to patrol that because everybody needs the black market a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's probably one of those situations where he has somebody who works for him who goes and collects for protection so he just gets the money that they take from the, the shop owners in the area. And maybe they can send the androids in at any time and say, oh, there's illegal activity happening at this shop who didn't pay us. Right. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So it's not that they don't ever go in that area. It's just that they don't go in that area on their own as a matter of course. They have to be specifically called to that area or sent to that area. And I like the idea that the head guy is behind it. Oh, that's even better if the dude is killed in that place. Because he knows he's behind that place existing as a sort of black hole. And he has a brick. Yep. Right. So everything's pointing to him. That's a really good red herring. Yeah. Right. He feels super vulnerable. Oh, does he move the body then? I mean, not him, but does he have the body moved? To just outside of the area? To try to hide where the murder took place. To try to throw off any investigation into discovering this is where his black market is. That's something. Yeah, because if the androids go in and see the black market in operation, they're going to be like, hey, you can't have this shit. Well, I think that it's one of those sorts of things where you just know what to ask for. 
I think we might have something like that in the back or whatever. You know, it's not all just on display because the androids could come around at any time. You don't know for certain. They are somewhat autonomous. If they're called in for something, they might see something and say something. <laughs> but I, I think that the guy doesn't have the body move because I don't think he knows about it until after it's been reported. Mm. He finds out about it through an official report and he's like, oh, well, you know, that's weird. And then as the investigation goes on, he's like feeling the heat more and more because he finds out, oh, and the murder weapon was a brick. Oh, and it's in this part of town that I kind of am the slumlord of essentially. <laughs> and yeah, I like the everything pointing to the wrong person, which is just a mystery classic. So is the human investigator convinced that it's got to be the head honcho guy and it's the android who provides the critical piece of information that says, no, it isn't? Or is it the other way around? As the evidence is coming to light, the android is like, well, logically, it all points to this person. And the investigator is like, well, I don't know. It could go either way. The human investigator is probably going to go. It's definitely that person because that's where all the evidence is pointing and in, you know, 99% of cases, it's who you suspect the most. That's sure. the person. So there isn't a reason to really investigate anyone else. What is the supposed motive for the head honcho guy to be the murderer? Well, th we know that they run a, a black market. Uh, so it could just be a disagreement to do with that. Could be that. Could be greed. Perhaps the head honcho discovered that this person got into his city under false pretenses. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of reasons. I think that's probably the strongest. I could see maybe a couple of days after the person gets there. It happens and immediately they bring somebody in from the outside because the androids have done their very fast investigation that they're used to doing. So they bring the guy in and then after a couple of days, there's been an autopsy and all that sort of stuff. And they realize this person is not who they claimed to be. I mean, if it's in the future and if they've had any sort of implants or anything, they're going to all be serial numbered. Exactly. So it's going to it's going to lead immediately to who they actually are. Yeah. So, you know, he's got a bionic hip or whatever it is, and it has a serial number on it. And of course, he changed his official records, his identity and everything like that. He got a hacker to do it, whatever. But I think most people would overlook contacting or hacking the manufacturer of your artificial limb and updating their records. Right. Like, why would you ever bother to do that? Especially because by the time somebody figures it out, you probably don't need that protection anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's an unnecessary cost and not a thing most people think about. So, yeah, I think that would be a great way for them to discover that he's not who he says he is. So, yeah, we have a couple days into the investigation. We know the brick right away. We discover this thing. More and more evidence mounting. We have the means and a motive. Can I offer a tangent? Yes, sure. always. <laughs> have you not seen that? <laughs> I mean, what about, you know, the whole thing just being that this person is trying to illuminate this black market and like it's almost like a setup to be murdered so that this cop would come in and sort of unravel this whole world that these people have created where it's this whole black market. And really, the point is to make that all go away because, you know, inevitably, no matter how much money you have or anything like that, you still shouldn't be above certain privileges and things like that. And that's kind of the whole point of why oh. the, the murder kind of started in the first place. The victim is the victim. Like yeah. their building collapsed or whatever, but it wasn't actually their fault. They were blamed for it in the media, in whatever. And they had to flee the planet, basically, and change their identity. But the real perpetrator 
was someone else. Maybe the head honcho guy, <laughs> although that's a lot of... <laughs> but if they had gone to this place, like you said, to illuminate it or to bring it to light, knowing that someone was after them and knowing that if they get murdered, then there will be an investigation. That could be a good final twist there where the, the actual murderer isn't the head honcho guy. Right. But the head honcho guy is guilty of faulty building materials or something that caused the building to collapse on Earth and blamed this other rich person that took the fall for them. So then is the killer just somebody who believes the victim is the perpetrator and they're just yeah. used as a pawn, essentially? Yes, but yeah. used as a pawn by the victim. What a wild story and turn. <laughs> yes. Well, all great mysteries have, you know. Yeah. Crazy yeah. twists. Crazy twists. <laughs> so they, the victim released information to the later murderer to let them know that, hey, the person that you're after is living in rich person Cloud City on Venus under this assumed name. I was going to say, it's either that or it's somehow you could even take it further with it being somehow using one of the AI to do the murder. Mm, but that violates the rules of the, the yeah, laws of robotics. It brings up a whole other can of worms. It could be interesting if the victim is somebody who works in an official capacity, and that's how the murderer was able to gain access to the city legitimately, because the murderer just updated the files to say, yeah, this person can come in, no problem. And so then they get a not notification that says, oh, you've been selected to come to Venus. Oh, so not revealing their identity. They're leaking the information to the would-be murderer. I guess they actually are a murderer. But they're telling them, here's how you can get in. So I've done all the work for you. I found the guy you're looking for. He's under this name mm -hmm. in this city. And if you send me this amount of money, I'll get you a passport or whatever to the city. So when they get that money, they know, okay, the murderer is coming to kill me. So now I'm going to send them the pass and I'm going to start hanging out in the black market area until I'm murdered. Like they planned the whole thing out. Okay, so what is the murderer's motivation? The murderer's motivation is they think that the victim is the one that caused the building collapse and the thousand deaths or whatever back on Earth. And so what is the victim's motivation for dying? I was thinking that maybe the victim tangentially had enough fault to feel guilty enough about it. Not only was he going to show who was actually at fault by having this murder occur, but then he would get his punishment as well. Because mm. they felt guilty because maybe they were convinced like they didn't want to go along with it, but they were convinced that it would be OK. And it was a lot of right. money. And so they just they went along with it, even though they knew deep down that it was wrong and they shouldn't do it, but they did it anyway. And then everybody died. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just that, like you're saying, like it's almost that cowardice of like, I can't be the one to pull this onto the light, but through this action I can. Yeah. yeah. That's that like redemptive arc for that person. How does the investigator figure out this whole convoluted situation? That's a problem for the writers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the investigator figures out the whole convoluted situation. Done. Check. There's, I mean, there's got to be clues. Maybe the, the victim left clues somewhere. Well, I think having the victim and the head honcho guy 
having them connected, the investigator can start piecing some things together, like previous business dealings they had together, and then kind of find out more about what ha- actually happened. Or since the victim knew that they were going to be murdered, perhaps they had a USB drive on them or something that would be, they think, taken into evidence that has like, here's my confession. Here's what I did. But that gets stolen. So the murder looks like a robbery gone wrong because they were robbed. But who would rob them on this city of rich people? It doesn't make any sense. It's (laughs) as much of a mystery as the brick is. Yeah, nobody would need to rob anyone. Exactly. But he doesn't have his wallet on him. He doesn't have his stuff on him. Where is all that? Do they have cash, though? Wouldn't it all just be like an Amazon Go store? Well, they have to have some sort of transferable currency. For there to be a black market. For there to be a black market. Right, but it could be just as simple as like, oh, we're selling you this $500 Ziploc bag. There's definitely not drugs inside. You're just buying a bag. Because there's legitimate stores with some illegitimate products in the back. Or could the mystery unsolving bit be like something along the lines of, you know, your all is lost moment where the detective goes back to Earth and then there's something at that original location that's like a tip off. And then that brings him to that final act of like, I got to get back to the planet kind of thing or get back to the city. Yeah, but Earth and Mars are so far apart (laughs) that it's, you know, months in between. It's like, I don't know if I'd go back to Venus, even if I knew the murderer at that point. (laughs) You just send an email. Yeah, Yeah, just send an email. (laughs) (laughs) I let the AI guys know. Yeah, it's this guy. Hey, can you call this person? Let's get them on a Zoom so I can do the whole Poirot thing. Yeah. Got to make it dramatic over the Zoom. Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> One of you guys in the Zoom call is the murderer. <laughs> so I'm curious if the victim is doing this all as an elaborate way to shed light on who the real asshole was on Earth. What happens to the killer? Because they, they killed someone. Yeah, they're guilty of murder. They get thrown over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> the next batch of dogs, that's, they're in there with all of them. <laughs> Like, do we sympathize with them at all, or are they just sort of... Oh, no. Well, of course we sympathize with them. Okay. But it's the, it's the cool motive, still murder. I like that we sympathize with everybody in this. Yeah. The murderer, the victim. I mean, not the head honcho guy who's a super asshole. Right. And maybe not the android cop. No, you've got to love the android cop. <laughs> uh, is the, the android cop's story arc that he learns to love or <laughs> he learns what bricks are if it ever comes up again he'll yeah. remember he's like that's it i got the bricks right all right is there anything else we need to figure out in this story do they get reprogrammed to monitor and shut down the black market or that's a good do question they still let that fly well if they were reprogrammed by the head honcho who has now been outed as the real perpetrator behind the building collapse So what does happen to everybody? Let's figure out everyone's end of the movie state. Well, how dystopic do you want it to be? Because the building collapse happened on Earth and this is Venus. So jurisdiction doesn't apply. Right. Also, everyone here is rich. So what are you going to do about it? That's right. Nothing. You know about it, but that's (laughs) it. The only thing we see for punishment in the way of the head honcho is just public shame. Not being invited to parties. The androids take his brick away. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're just going to have like the detective unravels this and it's just like, nope, there's nothing you can do. And he just gets sent back like that dystopic. I mean, sometimes the bad guy gets away. That's no, I'm fine with that. I was just I'm fine (laughs) with that ending, actually. Yeah. 
Like, it's just depressing. This kid from Earth came and killed the guy because he tricked him into doing it. Now he's dead or in prison and cops got to go back to his home. And I liked the the social shaming ending. Yeah. Where it's all outed. And then the head honcho is shunned in his own city where he runs everything. And now nobody wants anything to do with him. Yeah. Well, I think that should definitely be part of it. It's almost a form of house arrest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So the investigator goes back to wherever he lives. Slum City. Slum City, yeah. He has to break up with the hot doctor. Yep. Well, they were never really dating. There was just tension there. She's like, I just liked <laughs> you as a friend. Yeah. You're cute and you don't, all. You don't but... want to have the hot doctor come back to Earth and be like, oh. No. Okay. No, she's <laughs> in Rich Person City. If you lived in Rich Person City, would you ever leave? It's hey man, heaven it's, it's here. It's love. It's love. No. Nah, it's, it's a no strings attached yeah. sexual arrangement. Yes. She was into fun because once. he was so crude and unlike yeah. the other guys. She's slumming it. He had rough hands yeah, and it was felt like good. Blade Runner, you know, he just comes in and he's just like bold and... There's yeah, pro- maybe a slap. You know, you never know. It's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. She's a, okay. I'm on board with this. Yeah, she's she's used to taking care of everybody else and being in charge. So she's there's finally a man to take charge of her in the bedroom. Yeah, but it's not an all the time thing. Yeah, no, no, just a once in a while thing. Yeah. I mean, she's still a very independent woman. What happens to the murderer? Oh, they're guilty. And they, uh, who knows? What, what do you want to happen to them? Is there capital punishment in the future on Venus? Presumably they're just sent back to Earth, which is pretty fucking awful anyway. Yeah. So they make the detective take this person back. It's just like he knows yeah. that this is so messed up, but he's just stuck in that system. Oh, there's no prison in super rich city. Right. So they send the killer to slum city. Yeah, to they, serve out their time there. Well, I think because this is a murder, they're just never coming back. Yeah. Like I said, I just think it'd be interesting that the detective is the one that has to, like, take this person back to Earth, right? It's just even You're not going he back knows. to Earth. Earth is too far away. <laughs> Who's going to pay for that plane ticket? <laughs> Does he have to go to the defunct community? Well, that's where he lives. That's where he lives. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, the yeah. prisoner. Where's oh, the prisoner going? To defunct city. Okay, okay, so the killer is going back to the defunct city with the detective. Yeah, yeah, okay. This is a very awkward car ride. Yeah, right. There's no prison that this person's going to. They just have to go home. No, no, no. There's prisons in defunct okay. city. There's a just there's a prison system. One. There's a whole justice system. Whatever. It's needed there. But is does this person go into that prison? Considering the crime was committed in a totally separate jurisdiction. I mean, it's still Venus. Sure, but it's the Venus Accords. It's the charter of the planet, whatever. There's mm. still some sort of federal yeah. right. umbrella. Murderer turns out illegal the whole planet wide. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are we just setting ourselves up for easy sequel bait here? Where it's just like you have this one end on that note, but then it's like the detective is going to try to unravel the greater mystery in the second one. It's like take down the powers that be kind of deal. I mean, the detective is from defunct city. Yeah. What power do they have (laughs) to even go in those circles? They were invited to rich person cloud city temporarily. Well, he finds a loophole in the charter where if you're deputized (laughs) once, then it's permanent. There's no way to rescind (laughs) that. So it turns out his access control card still works. (laughs) 
He still gets paid in rich person city credits. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but because he's a cop and they're all androids, it's just power credits. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture it like, you know, almost like the purge, right? The first purge was like the very small scale. Just, But then as they went, it got larger and kind of took on that social commentary. So that's what I just feel like this is like step one. And then it's like next step is to illuminate that on a larger scale and then maybe try to end that or something. I'm going way too far here. I'm thinking of second and third movies. So ignore oh, me. No, that's, a, that's a problem for the sequel writers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. True. True. But you leave yeah. the, the window open for yeah. it. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. It's definitely there. So we can collect royalties. That's what I'm saying. Based <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah. Based on characters created by. Yeah. yeah. We still get money out of the deal. We don't have to put any work See? or get any blame just, for it. I'm just trying to help everybody out. <laughs> you gotta wait for the first movie to come out to find out which character is the most popular so they know yes, who to build go. the sequel around turns out it was the dog hey gets those royalty checks let's do it that's yep. right I am all about the money I have no artistic <laughs> integrity whatsoever I'll take it I'm just picturing the dogs that they tipped over the side just in suits space suits on the surface <laughs> they're trying to eat something but they've got their little dog helmets <laughs> all right is there anything else we need to figure out or is that it i mean do we know how the murderer actually gets caught i guess not or does that matter i mean that's one of the detail things that uh if we were actually going to make a treatment if we're actually going to flesh it out then we'd have to figure out where we sprinkle the clues in so that they all come together at the end yeah that's a good point i think there are so many clues that would need to be figured out that it's sort of beyond the scope of this episode Right. Not something yeah. we can do well in an hour. Right. No. Yeah. But we know what, again, those broad strokes we talked about before are. We know who the people are and their role in it. We know how this type of story works. There will be clues that can be interpreted multiple ways. And once you finally get that keystone clue or whatever, it all kind of comes together. Yeah. I like the keystone in there because the episode's brick. <laughs> I know. I just think of the same thing. <laughs> and it has cops. Yeah. Oh, Keystone Cops. It works on multiple levels. Exactly. That's great. All right. Well, we would love to hear your thoughts on today's show. Was our story built like a brick outhouse or was it a few bricks short of a load? <laughs> you can let us know via email or social media. Links to those can be found on our website, almostplausible.com. Before we go, Daniel, what do you have going on that you want people to know about? Yeah. So uh, my first novel is actually coming out June 6, 2022. It's called Focus Puller. I like to think of it as millennial fiction in that it kind of recounts the life of one individual and how he sort of views his past experiences and reflects on all of that. So that'll be out on Amazon and hopefully in a few indie bookstores cross country on June 6. Very cool. Well, thank you for listening to the show and a big thank you to Dan Hess for joining us. Emily Shep and I will be back next week for another episode of Almost Plausible. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye. What year was Demolition Man set? <laughs> 1996 or something like that. Yeah. And the film came out in 92. <laughs> Not far enough. The thing that, okay, I'm going to go on a small rant here. Oh, good. <laughs> There's so much wrong with that movie. But the one thing that drove me crazy the most about that movie, there were plenty of things. The one thing that drove me crazy the most was the first time Wesley Snipes is using a computer and the keyboard looks nothing like an actual keyboard. None of the buttons are labeled. Why? It's nine years in the future.
Surely. I mean, if this is 20 years past when the movie was supposed to take place, and my keyboard looks the same as it did back then, <laughs> except now it has colorful lights on it. See, now, the keyboard thing, here's another rant. Here's a sub-rant that I'm going to tangent <laughs> off of your rant. Why are we still using QWERTY keyboards? And yeah. why are we still using QWERTY keyboards in 2547 or whenever, you know, the future movies? Uh, um, the Fifth Element takes place in the far future. They're still using QWERTY keyboards. Yeah, because somebody was lied to and said it helped you type faster when in fact it did does not. It does the opposite. Well, it doesn't do the opposite. That is, that's another myth uh, that it slows down your typing. What it does is put common keys further apart so that the arms themselves wouldn't jam the machine. Oh. But that was fixed 10 years after it was made. So it was fixed in the 1900s. Uh, and so there was no longer a reason to use QWERTY. But anyway, I learned so much <laughs> on this show. Wow. <laughs> well, so in Demolition Man, he doesn't even know what he's typing. If you recall, he says, right. yeah. oh, I'm possessed. Yeah. He's surprised he knows how to use it. Yeah, that's true. See, they fixed it with writing. So much. <laughs> so much wrong. <laughs> so they talk about how like there was like a big earthquake in L.A. that raised the entire city. And so they had to rebuild it. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. And the rest of the world, like you explained what happened in L.A. What about the rest of the world? They put up a big Great Wall of China style brick wall to yeah. cut L.A. off from the rest of the country. Like, that's it. They're all nuts there. <laughs> so they, they used all the rubble to build the wall. Yeah. Anyway. 